want to share with you this morning the key to success ni Queen Esther. Esther has her own book sa Bible. And I'd like to zero in on habit, particularly the habit of obedience. When I was going through the life and the story of Esther, ang napansin ko po, na-share ko po ito, di ba, nung isang believers meeting natin, parang kalahate yung na-cover natin. Pero nung binabasa ko yung buong story, what hit me about the story of Esther is that it's really from rags to riches. It's really a Cinderella story. Yung first and true Cinderella story kasi si Esther, she was a slave girl. She was a foreigner and she was an orphan. She was not in her own country and she did not have parents. And yet from that kind of background, God transformed her life to become the queen of Persia at that time. And so, napansin ko sa buhay niya, parang there's nothing spectacular about Esther. Actually, aside from the Bible said she was beautiful. And towards the end, she made very difficult choices. Pero ang napansin ko na parang recurring sa story ni Esther is that she had this habit of obedience. So let's see, let's zero in on this habit of obedience. We begin the story with Esther. Ang totoo niyang pangalan ay Hadasa, kasi siya ay Israelita. Alam naman natin yung kwento ng mga Israelita, di po ba? Yung uh, nagre-rebelde sila sa Diyos, tapos masasakop sila, tapos natawag sila sa Diyos ng tulong, tapos isililigtas sila, tapos kakalimutan nila ulit ang Lord, tapos ayun ulit, the whole cycle, masasakop ulit sila. So, again, this is one of the cycles na nangyayari na at this point in the story, ang Israel ay nasakop ng Kingdom of Persia. Nung family pa lang niya, lumipat na sila ng Persian. Katoon nga lang namatay ang kanyang magulang. So, she was left an orphan. I could imagine lang kung gano'n po kahirap ito. Kasi wala ka sa sarili mong bansa. Ang trato sa inyo ay slaves. Wala kang magulang. To be honest, parang umpisa pa lang. Down na down na yung buhay niya. Umpisa pa lang. Parang wala siyang fighting chance, di ba? And sometimes it's the same with our story. We feel sometimes na parang, Ah, oh, Lord, ang hirap kasi... Ang layo pa. Parang to be successful, ang daming i-hurdle. Parang pag tinignan ko yung kung saan ako nagmula, parang wala akong huhugutan. And that's exactly the story of Esther. But for Esther, God sent someone to become her family. And that was her cousin, si Mordecai. Ikukwento ko na lang po, ano, kasi mahaba. Ang nangyari, during this time na nandun siya sa Persia, yung hari nun ay, ang pangalan ay Ahasuerus. In another name, is called King Xerxes. Mas kilala natin yung Xerxes, di ba ba, dun sa mga history books natin. So si King Xerxes, meron siyang asawa, si Queen Vashti. So during this time, sobra-sobra-sobrang successful ni King Xerxes. Nagpa-party siya sa lahat. Kasi gusto niyang ipagmalaki na eto yung kayamanan ko, eto lahat na nagawa ko. At gusto niya rin ipagmalaki na eto ang asawa ko. Napakaganda niya, si Queen Vashti. Kaso naman si Queen Vashti, sabi kasi ni King Xerxes, halika, sumama ka sa party. Pagmamalaki kita sa lahat ng aking mga kakilala. Sabi ni Queen Vashti, no. <laughs> Ay kaya nagalit si King Xerxes. Kasi parang, sino ko? Bakit mo inayawan yung hari? 
nayawan mo yung asawa mo. So, with sul-sul ng mga, kung sino man yung mga advisors niya, sabi niya na, wag na yan si Queen Vashti, punish her. Kasi hindi pwede yung ganyan. Dehado tayong mga lalaki, baka akalain nila sa buong bansa, pwede yung ganyan-ganyan din tayo ng mga asawa natin. So, to make the story short, <laughs> si Queen Vashti ay pinarusahan at Pinalitan. So, hindi na siya magiging queen. At dahil wala ng queen ngayon, ang ginawa ni King Xerxes, pinahanap niya lahat ng pinakamagagandang babae sa kanyang lupain. At sila ay nag-beauty contest. <laughs> Parang ganun. <laughs> Kasi, kinalap niya lahat, tapos pipili siya sa kanila ng magiging mapapangasawa. Si Hadasa, si Esther, ay isa sa mga babaeng yun. And through the process, she eventually became queen. But before this happened, Esther had a choice. Given her circumstance, given her background, she could have easily said, ang gandito lang siguro ako. But Esther made a choice about her future. Can you read this? Esther didn't have a choice about her past. But she had a choice about embracing the new and changing her present and future. Amen. Doesn't this story remind us of ourselves? Yes, we have pasts. Yes, maybe some of our backgrounds we have no control over. Maybe some of our past, kisalanan din talaga natin. But what we have a choice right now is to embrace the new things that God is doing in our lives and embrace the change. Changing your present, changing your future, changing the story of your life. Amen? And for Esther, she made that choice. She said, no, I may be this before, but that is not who I am supposed to be in Jesus. Pangahawakan ko kung sino ako. Pangahawakan ko na kahit wala akong paghuhugutan na maging reyna. Nakikita ko at naniniwala ko. Magiging reyna ako ng isang bayan na hindi akin. Amen? So, I want to challenge and encourage you as well. Like Esther, pareho-pareho tayong binibigyan ng pagkakataon, ng choice to choose the new, to choose change. Amen? And exciting because when she chose change, ito yung mga nangyari. Let me begin lang with the first habit. The habit of obeying parents. I know that parang it's a very basic, very recurring thing. Parang, ah, alam ko na yun, Sister Abby. Dali na yan. Obeying parents. Yeah, got it down. But really, in the life of Esther, nakita natin na she became who she was because she was grounded in the choices that she made. And her choices always was to connect to her parents. In her case, kay Mordecai and to the leaders sa kanyang buhay. So let's see here, um, Esther 2.10. Sabi po dito, Esther didn't say anything about her family and racial background because Mordecai had told her not to. Background po dito, ginather sila ng mga babae. And ang recurring instruction lang sa kanya is, wag mo sabihin na ikaw ay Jew. This is in verse 10. This happened nung una niyang pagpasok dun sa, ano ba, contest. <laughs> sa beauty contest nila. And then it was mentioned again in verse 20. In verse 20, ang background naman nito is pinini na siya ng hari. Pinini na siya. Hindi na siya, hindi lang siya contestant. Winner na siya. And yet, hindi nagbago. All this time, Esther had kept her family background and race a secret. As 
Mordecai had ordered. Esther still did what Mordecai told her just as when she was being raised by him. I mentioned here the habit of obeying parents. Can you read yung nasa baba? Love is the root, obedience is the fruit. Can we read that again? Love is the root, obedience is the fruit. Sabing a successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. For Esther, ang naging susi niya is naging consistent siya sa pagregard niya sa kanyang tatay. Naging consistent siya sa pag-obey. Now, pag sinabi kasing obedience sa atin, parang kaka-turn off kasi parang ang effort, parang restricting. Pero religion kasi or the world would say na parang obedience is necessary para ikaw ay tanggapin, para ikaw ay maging accepted. Kapag hindi ka sumunod sa magulang mo, hindi ka mamahalin ng magulang mo. Kung hindi ka masunuring anak, mababa ang tingin sa'yo ng magulang mo. Kung hindi ka masunuring estudyante, mababa ang tingin sa'yo ng teacher mo. Pag-obedience, parang ganun kasi yung nakikita natin. But you know what? True obedience and biblical obedience, it stems from being accepted. It stems from being loved. Doon po nag-uumpisa yun. Kaya sabi dito, love is the root, obedience is the fruit. Kapag alam mong mahal ka, natural yun sa atin na gusto natin na mag-connect, gusto natin mag-abide, gusto natin sumunod. In the case po of Esther, ramdam na ramdam niya yung pagmamahal ni Mordecai kasi wala namang pamil si Mordecai. Pwede na lang inisip na lang yung sarili niya. Pero, Kinupkop siya eh. And naging realidad yung ganong pagtanggap. Naging realidad yung ganong pagmamahal. Kaya ang naging tugon ni Esther, hindi ko man maintindihan ko ano yung instruction mo na yan. Bakit di ko pwedeng sabihin na isa akong Israelita? Pero susundin kita. Sinunod niya si Mordecai nung umpisa pa lang pagpasok niya. Maging nung inangat na siya ng Panginoon at naging reyna na siya, sinunod pa rin niya si Mordecai. Bilang mga anak din po, I think this speaks to us na kahit gaano tayo iangat ng Panginoon, kahit na anong stage na natin at sabihin na natin na adulting na tayo, di ko na kailangan yan, kaya ko na mag-isa. Iba pag naging habit natin ang sumunod sa magulang. Obedience kasi parang kadikit niya yung trust. Pag alam mo yung puso, madaling sumunod. And so kahit hindi mo naiintindihan, kahit na KJ, kahit na parang ang hirap, napipili mong sumunod kasi nakikita mo yung puso. Amen? So, for Mordecai, I also want to share. Ito yung instruction ni Mordecai, but I want you to see yung heart din ni Mordecai. Sabi dito sa verse 2, ito na yung pinahanap niya lahat ng mga young girls. So, when the king's order had been publicly posted, many young girls were brought to the palace complex of Susa and were given to Hegai, who was the overseer of women. And Esther was among them. Hegai liked Esther and took a special interest in her. Mordecai strolled beside the court of the harem to find out how Esther was and get news of what she was doing. Even if nahiwalay na sa kanya si Esther, makita natin kung ano man yung instruction niya. It's not because pinahirapan niya o ano man. Pero makita naman natin yung puso ni Mordecai. He would stroll the court to just check and see how Esther was. This was in verse, I think this is around 9. And then, na-mention ulit siya sa verse 11. 
So, ang nangyari, si Hegay po kasi ay parang siya yung papasan ng mga kababaihan. So, siya yung pinaka-head doon. At siya yung nakakaalam kung ano yung dapat na training, dapat na beauty regimen, ganyan. So, lahat ng mga babae ay dinaan sa, sa mga beauty treatment. Dahil sabi nga, Hegay like Esther and took a special interest in her. Nagkaroon ng favor si Esther kay Hegay. So, si Hegay, kung ano man yung pinapagawa niya sa lahat na beauty treatment, medyo special yung kay Esther. So, he started her beauty treatments, ordered special food, assigned her personal maids from the palace and put her and her mates in the best room. So, ito po yung pabor na na-receive ni Esther kay Hegay. And ito yung mentioned earlier, Esther didn't say anything about her family and racial background because Mordecai had told her not to. Followed by every day, Mordecai strolled beside the court of the harem to find out how Esther was and get news of what she was doing. This is the heart of parents. I think Clearly, it would show here that yes, there is an instruction. Yes, there are rules, we might say. But, makita natin yung heart. It's always to look after, to look after, to look after. Amen? And sometimes, sa mga kabataan, we don't feel like it. Kasi yung feeling natin nare-restrict tayo. Pero, understanding that obedience is a habit that should be formed, and understanding also na ang parents natin is really there to guide. And that would give us wisdom na tanggapin natin yung obedience na yun. Tanggapin natin yung guidance na binibigay nila. I just want to show yung, yung heart niya. And I think that's why for Esther, madali sa kanya na sumunod. Kasi tiwala siya sa intentions ni Mordecai. Marami na silang pinagdaanan na alam niya kahit na mahirap, kahit di niya maintindihan, susunod siya kasi alam niya yung puso ni Mordecai. And more importantly, Mordecai also is a man of God. So, talagang parang kinonect niya yung sarili niya doon. I just want to share with you, meron akong nakita na video ni Tony Gonzaga, the first man who broke my heart. Yung short version naman niya, ano masabi? Parang the pain of discipline is better than the pain of regret. Ini-interview niya yung kanyang tatay na si Bonoy. <laughs> At sinasabi niya, tayo bakit? Bakit ganun? Nung bata kami, hindi mo kami pinayagan mag-boyfriend. Bakit hindi kami pwede mag-sleepover? Bakit 3am, gising ka pa? At nagdidilig ka na? Ano ba yun? Nagdidilig ka ba talaga? Hindi ka ba nakatulog? Nagising ka na ba? O sadyang nagbabantay ka? Yung mga tanong ni Tony. Parang... Sa kanila din, relationship ni Paul, yung asawa niya, nung boyfriend pa lang sila, ay hindi pwedeng mag-overnight. Hindi daw sila pwede mag-out of town. Meron siyang isang video na nakapunta siya sa Amanpulo. Kunikwento niya na pangarap niya talaga yun, ng mga 24, 25 years old pa siya. Kasi siyempre nakikita niya lahat ng couples. Pag Valentine's, pag birthday, may something special, pumunta out of town, nag-overnight. Eh pag nagpapaalam siya sa nanay niya, ang sagot sa kanya... Huwag feeling dyan. Feeling? Bakit feeling? <laughs> Kasi parang sa kanila, pag mag-out of town ka, eh anong gagawin niyo doon? Mag-honeymoon? Eh sabi nga ni Tony, eh parang ganun na nga yung gusto namin gawin, pero hindi matuloy-tuloy. Kasi nga, ayaw ni mami. Si mami daw, pag nagsabi ng hindi, eh patawa pa. Pero ang daddy niya, pag nagpaalam siya, may linya na. Sabi ng daddy niya, Celestine, tanda ka na. Marami ka ng pera. Kaya mong gawin lahat ng gusto mong gawin. Pero, oras na gawin mo yan. Tapos na ang pagiging ama ko sa'yo. At kailanman di ko nakakakausapin yang si Paul. 
Parang sabi niya, paano ba naman ako tutuloy niyan? Eh, nag-happy-happy nga ako sa aman pulo. Pag uwi ko naman, wala na akong tatay. <laughs> it's funny and it's uh, baka strange for some. Pero ganito po kasi umibig ang magulang. And sometimes, we don't see the logic or it's always a question of why. <laughs> But when you develop a habit of obeying and obeying because you love, because you know that it's because of love, na merong mga instructions sa'yo, and you trust the heart of your parents, it becomes easy. When the time comes that you have to make big choices, hindi na po mahirap. That's the beauty of habit. Yung habits natin, we have the chance and the opportunity to shape them, to change them, to either make it difficult or easy for our lives. In the case of obedience, it's not easy. But if we train ourselves to do it every day, do it all the time, do it even if you don't feel like it, then it becomes something that when it is needed, when it is painful, when it is challenging, you get to do the right thing. Because in life, it's, it's really not, as much as our parents and family and whoever would like to shield us, there are just things that happen. And you have to be prepared to do the right thing. And it's not going to be easy. But if you train yourself to do the right thing, even when it's hard, in the small things, then we tayo when it matters. Amen? So next naman, nahinerdel ni Esther. In this situation, si Israel ay nasa sakop, and God has decided to call Esther to save Israel. At ito ay para siya ay maging reyna. Pero paano magiging reyna? Isang katulad niya, na hindi nga niya alam yung kultura ng bansang yon magiging reyna na siya. And aside from that, kailangan niyang makuha yung puso ni King Xerxes. Kilala niyo po si King Xerxes bilang ito sa 300, naalala po natin, real life po, siya po yung naging asawa ni Queen Esther yung tumalo dun sa 300. Trivia lang. So, puntahan natin yung kwento ni Esther. Sabi dito, Hegai like Esther. Nagkaroon ng pabor si Esther kay Hegai. Kaya, binigyan siya ng special treatment. Tapos lahat ng mga pabor, may maid siya, tapos yung kwarto niya yung pinakamaganda. And you could see here, yun yung naging parang relationship nila ni Hegai. Sabi ko nga po, ang obedience, love is the root, obedience is the fruit. Nakakuha siya ng favor, nakita niya yung puso ni Hegai na, uy, kakampi ko to. Parang boto siya sa akin. Bakit nga ba hindi ko siya sundin? Bakit nga ba hindi ko ibigay yung aking, parang yung aking sarili dun sa programa niya kung anong gusto niyang pagawa? Ang nangyari dito, parang sa mga candidates, meron silang one night with the king. Meron silang one chance. So, every girl daw, may turn sila to go to King Xerxes after she had completed the 12 months of prescribed beauty. So, lahat sila, yun, after 12 months, pupunta kay King Xerxes. And then, ito po yun. When it was time for the girl to go to the king, she was given whatever she wanted to take with her when she left the harem for the king's quarters. So, sabi daw, every girl will go to the king, meron siyang choice, parang kung ano yung bala niya, para aliwin. Kasi ang gusto mangyari dito is, kailangan maging memorable siya sa hari. Or else, kung hindi siya papatawag ulit, goodbye, evicted siya sa bahay na hari. 
So, she never again went back to the king unless the king took a special interest, a liking to her and asked for her by name. So, lahat ng mga babae, kanya-kanya yung pakulo. Parang sa bahay ni kuya. Kung ano-ano, para maging standout, para hindi siya ma-evict. So, kanya-kanya sila nang discarded. Pero tingnan natin ang ginawa ni Esther. When it was Esther's turn to go to the king, she asked for nothing other than what Hegai, the king's eunuch in charge of the harem, had recommended. Wala siyang ginawa na hindi sinabi ni Hegai. Amen? And what happened? Sabi dito, Esther, just as she was, won the admiration of everyone who saw her. And to fast track the story, she was taken to the King Xerxes in the royal palace. So wala na doon siya sa holding area, training area, nandun na siya mismo sa palasyo. Hindi lang yon. Sabi, the king fell in love with Esther far more than with any of his other women or any of the other virgins. He was totally smitten by her. He placed a royal crown on her head and made her queen in place of Vashti. And was it because ang ganda-ganda ni Esther? Ang galing-galing ni Esther? Hindi po. Ang naging susi ni Esther? Wisdom. Ang naging susi niya? She was obedient. Yung habit niya of obeying inside her family, it became easier for her to obey somebody who is not her family. But she recognized na may pabor ako dito. May wisdom siya na may ganan siya ako kapag sumunod ako. Meron akong alam kung paano ako gagawin. Pero naiintindihan ko, bago ako eh. Hindi ako taga dito. Una sa lahat. Pangalawa, dami kong kakumpetensya. Kahit anong ipag-pray ko, hindi ko makukuha yan. <laughs> Samantalang meron namang dinala ang Lord na leader na po pwedeng maggabay kung anong gagawin. At nakikita naman niya na itong leader na to inaalagaan naman siya. Hindi naman siya pinariwara. Kung ano man yung pabor, binibigay sa kanya. Kaya madaling sa kanya magdesisyon, naging habit niya to obey si Hegai. Okay? And so, the habit of obeying leaders, can we read yung sa baba? Obedience on fast track. Nagay ko fast. Kasi even if, ano, when we obey our leaders, it keeps us on track. Parang anchor, na parang kahit na maalon, kung ano, ano man dalhin ng, ng mundo o ng sitwasyon, on track ka pa rin. Alam mo kung saan ka. May gabay. Ano yun yung maganda po sa Panginoon? When He brings us these people, leadership positions, either in the family, in your workplace, in the church, it's never to constrict. But it's really love. Kasi mas masakit yung masaktan dahil ang dami naging komplikasyon. Kesa sa masaktan, sa pagtapik-tapik para, uy, dito ako. O, oh, wag na ako, dito lang ako. Kasi po ang buhay natin hindi biro. Napaka-precious ng buhay natin. Kinailangan ni Jesus na mamatay para sa buhay mo at buhay ko. Hindi po siya laruan. <laughs> Kung yung iba, okay sa kanila yung trial and error sa Panginoon. Kanya ayaw niya. Kaya nga nilatag niya na lahat. Kasi hindi biro at kung ano yung sakit na dinadaanan mo, yun din ang sakit na nararamdaman ng Diyos. Kaya kung maaaring dumaan tayo sa buhay na grace after grace upon grace, 
na hindi nagdurugo yung puso natin, na hindi tayo na, na nalulugmok lalo sa kasalanan, na nalulugmok lalo sa maling sitwasyon. After all that Jesus did to save us, to free us, parang don't we owe it to ourselves to live that life that God died for? Amen? And so, obedience keeps us on track. And the good thing is, when you identify that you have godly leaders, leaders who have walked the path, and nakita mo yung direction, yun din yung gusto mong direction, makes you walk faster. Kasi imbis na ninanavigate mo, ano ba yan, may talahib dito, ay tagal. Pero kapag may leader ka na, yun na yung dinaanan niya, at sinasabi niya, alika, Daanan mo lang to. Ako na ako na yung nagaanan ng mga talahib diyan. Ako na yung nasagwatan. Okay na, okay na. Para hindi na ikaw. Amen. Pwede naman po. And so when we have the habit of abiding, of connecting, of obeying our leaders, mas may fighting chance tayo na yung mga mistakes na po pwede sana nating daanan, eh hindi na natin madaanan. Oh, I believe in ano, learning from experience. But I believe that it doesn't have to be my experience. <laughs> I could learn from other people's experience and mistakes without having to go through the heartache and the pain. Amen? And that's the plan of God for us. That's how much He loves us. Kaya ganyan yung guidance. So, yun po, the habit of obeying leaders. And I believe that even in this church, God has raised leaders who are not perfect. We know that. But if you look and see their hearts, if you look and see the lives that they've been, been walking, it may be easier for you to follow until you you see your own path. And maybe there's a time that you would have to step in your own direction, clear the path for somebody else. But while you're not yet there, you're not strong enough, or you're not you're not sure about the direction, the safest way is follow, follow, follow. And even if it's not your path, and na yung path mo, pero dito yung nakikita mong buhay na gusto mo, keep on following and following. Amen. Okay, so let's move on to the story. Papasok na tayo kung paano masisave ang Israel. So in Esther three, merong very very bad man. Ang pangalan niya ay Haman. And so this is Haman, naging highest ranking official siya in the government and all the king's servants would honor him by bowing down and kneeling before him. Itong bowing down and kneeling before him is a semblance ni lang yung yung parang sa Japanese na magbabaw lang. This is a bowing of I worship you. You are almighty. So everybody would do that kasi command din naman ng king na batiin niyo siya ng ganyan. I-worship niyo si Haman. Except for Mordecai. Mordecai wouldn't do it. He wouldn't bow down and kneel. When Haman saw for himself that Mordecai didn't bow down and kneel before him, he was outraged. Meanwhile, having learned that Mordecai was a Jew, Haman hated to waste his fury on just one Jew. He looked for a way to eliminate not just Mordecai, but all Jews throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. Diba? Grabe yung insecurity <laughs> Parang ayaw niya parusahan na si Mordecai. Lahat ng lahi mo! Papatayin ko. Hey, so this is the problem now of Israel. Kinausap ngayon ni Haman si King Xerxes. Sabi niya, ito, meron mga kakaibang mga tao sa kaharian mo. Hindi, hindi sila fit. Sabi niya, yung ways nila, yung customs nila is very different. And, ang pinaka-hinammer niya, dinidisregard niyo yung mga utos mo. Anong klase mga tao yan? Papayagan mo bang mabuhay yan? Eh, sinusuway ka? So, if it pleases the king, let orders be given that they be destroyed. 
I'll even pay for it myself. I'll deposit 37 tons of silver to finance the operation. Oh, diba? Invested siya talaga para mapapatay lang yung mga Israelita. And so the king slipped his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman. So yung signet kasi, ibig sabihin, approve. Kung ano yung i-approve ng hari, hindi na pwedeng bawiin yun. So ngayon, approve na ng hari na patayin lahat ng Israelita at wala nang makakabali nun. So sabi niya, go ahead, it's your money, do whatever you want. So ngayon, meron ng mga poster na nilagay na kill order, massacre, kill, eliminate all the Jews. Youngsters, old men, women, and babies, walang ititira. On one day, parang ano talaga siya, kill order one day. Tapos, ang mangyayari pa, pag napatay nila, lahat ng kayamanan makupupunta doon sa mga kapatay. O, oh, ba? Mas matindi pa ito kaysa sa The Purge. So ngayon, pinakalat na ang balita. Nalaman ni Mordecai yung nangyari. Talagang nagluksa siya. So he ripped his clothes, put on sackcloth, and then he went to the streets crying. Na sinabi sa kanya, na ibalita kay Esther na, uy, ito yung nangyari kay Mordecai. At na ibalita na din kay Esther na, ito yung plano ni Haman. Papatayin lahat ng mga Israelita. Pinadala niya ng message si Mordecai. Sabi niya, everyone who works for the king here, even the people out in the provinces, know that there is one fate. Iisa lang ang mangyayari sa kahit na sino, man or woman who approaches the king, na walang invitation kamatayan. Hindi kasi basta-basta pupunta sa hari eh. Kailangan papatawagin ka. There's one exception na kapag pumunta ka at in-extend niya yung golden scepter niya, ibig sabihin tanggap niya, o sige, pasok ka. Then, okay yun. Pero, ang problema ni Esther, 30 days na, hindi pa rin siya pinapatawag. Medyo matagal na rin ata yun. Ibig sabihin, baka nawala na siya ng favor sa hari o baka may ibang flavor of the month si king, hindi na siya bet. So, Nakabahan siya ngayon. Anong gagawin ko? Mordecai sent her this message. Don't think that just because you live in the king's house, you're one of the Jews who will get out of this alive. Huwag kang pakasigurado na dahil nandyan ka sa ano ng hari, ay hindi ka kasama dito kasi all Jews yung kill order eh. If you persist in staying silent at a time like this, help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from someplace else. But you and your family will be wiped out. Who knows? Maybe you were made queen for just such a time as this. Amen. Sabi niya, kung tatahimik ka, for sure may gagamitin ang Lord na iba. Sa atin din, kung tatahimik tayo sa buhay natin, at ganto lang, ganto lang, kung ano man yung kailangan at kung ano man yung plinano ng Diyos na ma-accomplish natin, sayang! Kasi may i-raise at may i-raise siyang iba na gawin yun. Pero who knows? Maybe you were born for such a time as this. And I know, and God knows that you were born for such a time as this. There is something that you and you alone can contribute in this generation, in this world, in this ministry. Amen? And sayang kung iba yung i-raise ng Lord para gawin yun. Amen? Ito yung the habit of obeying God is my third point. In this whole scenario, Saan huhugot ngayon si Esther? Papatayin siya eh. Pero ang ginawa niya, dapat niya, ito ba pag sa ating mga goals, hindi lang yung gusto ko masave ang Israel, meron siya ngayon action plan. Meron siyang how. Tingnan natin yung naging how niya. Ito yung what? Convince the king to spare the Jews from the massacre. Yun yung goal. Yung mapardon sila. Pero mahirap kasi nag-approve na eh. Bawal nang hindi mababali yung utos ng hari. 
So, how? So, nung sinabi sa kanya ni Mordecai na ito yung situation, at sinabi niya kay Mordecai, papatayin ako nito. Sabi niya, first step niya, tawagin mo lahat ng Jews, tawagin mo rin lahat ng mga kakilala ko, mga under sa akin, mga maid, servants, gather ka tayo, pray tayo for three days. Pray and fast for three days. When it is a habit to obey your family, your leaders, it becomes easier to obey a God you don't see. So she asked them to fast, gather and pray for three days. Ang binigay sa kanyang plano ng Panginoon, after three days, pupunta ako sa hari. At ang gagawin niya, kakaiba talaga ang paraan ni Lord eh, sabi niya, invite mo sa dinner party. And then, sa susunod na araw, invite mo ulit sa dinner party. Isa kakagumawa ng move. Kung tayo yan, baka gusto natin madaliin na kasi parang para matapos na. Sige, go na. Pero hindi. Nakikinig kasi tayo sa Panginoon. Nakikinig siya sa Panginoon. Go-obey siya sa instructions. So sa kanya, mag-party ka muna. Parang hirap mag-party no? Nung ganun kakakabado, baka patayin ako. Tapos nag-try pa siya round two. Baka, baka ayaw na sa akin ng hari. Pero makita natin, nandun yung favor ng Panginoon. Kapag tayo ay sumusunod, siya rin yung gumagawa ng paraan. So, ito yung pinaka-plano ni Esther. Tingnan natin ngayon kung paano kumilos ang Panginoon. So, how God moved. So, ito pa rin yung plano. Day zero, nag-plan sila na mag-pray fast. Nung pangatlong araw, pumunta siya sa king, inimbitan niya yung king. And, ang pabor ng Panginoon, hindi siya pinapatay. Pinapasok siya, natuwa pa yung hari na dumaan siya. Doon na siya sinabi ng hari, sobrang, di ba, favorite niya talaga si Esther. Sabihin mo, anong gusto mo? Kahit kalahati ng kaharian ko, bibigay ko sa'yo. Etong si Esther, ni naman siya mabilis kumilos kasi nakikinig siya sa instruction ng Lord na sabi niya, hari, ang gusto ko lang ay yung makasama ka at si Haman sa isang dinner party na ako mag-host. O di sabi ngayon ni King, okay, game, punta tayo dyan. So, nag-dinner party sila nung kinagabihan nun. At ang labas nun, ang saya-saya ni Haman. Kasi parang, grabe, hari at ako, inimbitahan ako ni Queen Esther para makiparty. Kami lang yung magkasama. Very exclusive. Y- yun yung after the party, masayang-masaya siya, umuwi siya ngayon. Naisip niya ulit si Mordecai. Nagplano siya na patayin si Mordecai. Nung gabing yun, nagplano siya, gagawa ako ng 75 feet na gallows. Dun sa bahay niya, pinagawa niya. Samantalang ito ang pagkilos ng Panginoon. After ng dinner party, ang hari naman di makapakali. Di niya malaman ano-ano meron. Meron siyang naalala na nakaligtas sa buhay niya. Tapos nung hinanap nila, na-realize niya, ay si Mordecai. Basta na-save niya yung hari from an attempt to murder him. So sinanong niya ngayon, si Mordecai, anong ginawa natin para parangalan siya? Dahil sinave niya yung buhay ko. Sabi nung servant niya, wala. Ay sabi niya, oh sige, ang gagawin natin, i-honor natin tong si Mordecai. Kinaumagahan, kisiking, tinanong niya si Haman, kasi pinakamataas niya ang official, di ba? Sinya, anong advice mo? Paano natin pararangalan ng isang taong talagang mataas yung pabor ko? Ito namang si Haman, sabi niya, oy, ako to, ako to. So ito yung gagawin natin. Yung robe mo, hari, yung nasuot mo na, bigay mo. Yung kabayong nasakyan mo na, bigay mo. Tapos, pumili ka ng pinakamataas mong opisyal para yun yung magbibigay ng robe tsaka ng, ng kabayo. Tapos, hindi lang yun, ipaparada natin siya sa buong Central Square habang dinideklara na ito ang lalaking pinapaboran ng hari. Laking gulat niya ngayon, sabi niya, okay, maganda yan. Lahat ng detalye na sinabi mo, ha, gagawin natin yan. Gagawin mo yan para kay Mordecai. <laughs>
Mordecai was honored, Haman was humiliated. Mas lalong nagiting yung galit niya na kailangan napatayin tong Mordecai na to. So, pag-uwi niya, na-advise na siya ng asawa niya na, Be, malabo yan, be. Mamamatay ka dyan. Mahirap kalabanin yan. Itong si Haman, hindi naman nagpapigil. Pero hindi siya nakinig. So, hinatak na siya kasi for the second party. Pa-party na sila. So, pumunta na siya sa dinner party. So, ito na, sasabihin na niya yung plan ni Haman. Nakakatuwa na naman kung paano. So, the king and Haman went to dinner with Queen Esther. And then, sabi nga niya, anong gusto mo? Kahit kalahati ng kaharian ko, bibigay ko. Sabi ni Queen Esther, If I have found favor in your eyes, O king, and if it please the king, give me my life and give me my people their lives. So, kulat ngayon yung hari, anong ibig mo sabihin? Mahal kita, hindi kita papatayin. Kaya sabi niya, sinong may gawa nito? Who? Where is he? This is monstrous. Eh, di ba dun sa dinner party nila, sino lang bang kasama? Siya? Si Haman, tsaka yung hari. Kabado ngayon si Haman kasi sabi ni Esther, yan, ang enemy, ang adversary, itong evil na Haman na to. So nagulat siya, natakot siya. Nagalit yung hari, nag-walk out siya. So, hindi ko alam, paano nangyari to? E nun dun, habang naiwan silang dalawa, si Haman tsaka si Esther, ano nangyari si Haman? Nagbabeg na siya, please, please, Esther, please, please, spare mo na ako. E di ba, Ray na siya, hindi siya pwedeng lapitan. So, syempre, kakabeg niya, please na, no, please na. No. Ay, naabutan siya ng hari pagbalik. Akala, gustong imolest yung queen. So, parang sabi niya, anong balak mo? Papatingin mo na nga, umolestahin mo pa sa harap ko na nandito sa bahay ko? Wow. <laughs> Amazing, di ba? What a turn around. This is our God. You know, small things na akala natin act of obedience and on the side of Mordecai, he did nothing. It would have been easy to parang nandiyan na. Ano niya, si Esther, gumawa ka ng paraan. Sige na, ako yung mamamatay. Pero hindi, kalmado lang siya. Tinayaan niya ang Panginoon ang kumilos. At grabe naman yung pagkilos ng Panginoon. So, lalong nagalit ngayon yung hari. Tapos ito naman, tamang-tama, may servant doon. Alam niyo, hari, tingnan mo doon, oh, may malaking ano, bitayan. <laughs> <laughs> Tamang-tama, nasa bahay ni Haman. 75 feet high, oh. Tapos sabi ng king, oh, tamang-tama, hang him on it. <laughs> so Haman was hung on the very gallows that he had built for Mordecai. Talk about a turnaround. This is the kind of God that we obey. How can it not be easy for us to trust Him? When He proves Himself over and over and over again that He will make all things that are impossible, possible. So Haman is killed, and what happened was all of the properties were given to Esther na pinamahalaan ni Mordecai. So panalo na naman dito si Mordecai. <laughs> Namula na nga yung, ano niya, yung killer niya. Lahat pa ng ari-arian ng killer niya ay napunta sa kanya. At hindi lang yun, pero hindi pa tapos. Yun yung maganda pag nakikinig ka sa Panginoon eh. Baka pwedeng at the time si Esther, yes! Yes! Tapos na, pero hindi. Ang problema nandun pa rin. Yung goal is to convince the king to spare them from the massacre. Eh, ang problema nga, nag-ano na siya, nag-approve na. Ito ang pagkilos ng Panginoon. The king said, patay na kasi ngayon si Haman. Ikaw na rin yung pinaka-highest authority sa land. So, bibigyan kita ng approval. Kahit anong sabihin mong ideklara mo na maging law, papatupad natin yan. Sky's the langit. <laughs> Kahit ano, basta sinulat ninyo, gagawin natin. 
Ito ang naging decree ni Esther at ni Mordecai. So yung decree ni Haman, massacre, kill, eliminate all Jews, and plunder their goods. Ang naging decree ngayon na counter ni Esther at ni Mordecai, all Jews are authorized to arm and defend themselves and kill any threat and confiscate anything owned by their enemies. Not just on one day, <laughs> but it is the rule of the land now. Amen? So even if nakataga na yun sa bato na on that 13th day of the 12th month, eh may, parang everyone is ordered na sumalakay. Salakayan nyo, patayin nyo yung mga Israelita. Dahil ngayon sila ang may authority na magdala ng armas. I-defend ang sarili nila at patayin kung sino man ang aatake sa kanila. Na-turn around ang sitwasyon. Amen? And funny thing, can you read this? The city of Susa exploded with joy. For Jews, it was all sunshine and laughter. They celebrated, they were honored. It was that way all over the country when the king's bulletin was posted. The Jews took to the streets in celebration, cheering and feasting. Not only that, but many non-Jews became Jews because now it was dangerous not to become a Jew. <laughs> Amen! Can we just shout our praise? Hallelujah! I mean, this is not our story, but this is our God. What a turnaround. And when He turns things around, it's not just for one season. He makes sure that it lasts. Amen? So, to the point na lahat ng mga hindi hudyo, pag tinanong, anong pangalan mo? Ah, ano po? David po. Pero sa totoo, ang pangalan niya ay, ano ba? Fahad. Person. When we have a habit of obeying, especially God, especially knowing that His methods and His ways are different, it puts us in a position for Him to move supernaturally in our lives. As a summary, the habit of obedience in the life of Esther is first the habit of obeying her parents. That's the first unit or first exposure mo na po pwede mong ma-exercise or ma-practice yung pag-o-obey natin. Parents may not be perfect, but bilang mga anak, there's so much wisdom and so much grace as well to follow and to obey our parents. Sabi nga dito, love is the root, obedience is the fruit. When we are established in the love of our parents, of our leaders, of God, then it will become natural. Hindi mo kailangan ipilit ang pagsunod. Hangalawa, the habit of obeying leaders, obedience keeps you on fast track. And finally, the habit of obeying God. Obeying is not what we have to do. But church, as His children, as believers, it's the privilege that we get to do. Because when we choose and we obey God, we invite Him. He has free access now to move in our lives. And to transform the things tremendously, just like how he transformed the scenario of Mordecai and the Israelites. Amen? Amen.